0: thing which rightfully deserved
1: and this is what you did to taylor because taylor isolated herself for so long in this house because of how you treated herself get your taste of karma this is what taylor felt like you're feeling it now so i don't care
0: all right erica welcome back we are here again and Another glorious week in the Big Brother house for the most part. For the most part. <laughs> yeah, but... for the most
1: part, yeah.
0: <laughs> but outside of the Big Brother house, uh, how did your week go?
1: This has not been a good week for me. I've been drained, I think, and just bored. And I don't know, like, m- maybe I need another vacation, honestly. I Because the Chicago trip was early July, but it was only one weekend. And so I, I am looking forward to taking a full week off of work at the end of September, I think is what I'm aiming for. Cause I'm just, I don't know. I'm just tired. I'm just, I'm just not inspired.
0: <laughs> that happens from time to time a lot and you don't take a lot of vacation, So you definitely should, where are you going to go anywhere? Or are you just going to have a staycation?
1: I have to have a staycation like I don't have the budget anymore (laughs) like between Chicago and also I will say this is coming up Kendrick Lamar is coming to uh Columbus uh in like a week and a half or so and we me and my friends got a box so we're like doing it up big and I'm like okay between this and going to Vegas for a week last year in Minneapolis, like my budget needs a rest. So, no, I will be sitting down fully after the Kendrick Lamar show.
0: Uh, what day is the Kendrick Lamar show?
1: I think it's like the 16th, like around the okay. 16th. Yeah.
0: Well, I think you remember I told you by, you know, I, I got Alicia Keys upcoming in September.
1: Yes. And And um, I kind of rolled my eyes at you for that, but I'm sorry. I hope it's good.
0: (laughs) I hope it's good, too. Now, again, in my defense, when I bought the Alicia Keys tickets, it was I just it was kind of right after a little bit of a breakup. And so I was kind of feeling myself of, you got to get, you got to do all this single shit by yourself and you got to just live life. So I sat here and this is when I bought, you know, I'm like, I'm going on vacation in July. I'm doing all this shit. I'm going to try to live for me and all that nonsense. And here I am just buying concert tickets. Yeah. So it was, it was an impulse buy for sure. Um, but on the other concert front, you know, did you see that Adele had rescheduled or she's now new dates for her Las Vegas residency? I saw that eye roll, too, by the way.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, have fun with that. I'm not an Adele stand. She has a nice voice. I didn't listen to the new album, Beyond the Single. I just, I don't care about Adele. I'm sorry. Like, when I went to Vegas, I saw Usher. That was an amazing residency. That was a lot of energy. I don't know what Adele's res- residency is going to bring, but I'm happy for her, I guess.
0: You know, I'm a little disappointed that you could at least be a little bit more excited for me, but I don't even have tickets yet. I, have, okay. I, um, I had to register for the wait list. Like, it it's a whole um process where you have to register and then you get notified if you're selected to buy tickets and then um so i had to choose my first preference date and then like four other dates that i would want to go to and then so like in about another week and a half or two weeks i would get an email saying you can buy Adele tickets and if not then i just get waitlisted
1: Wow. What time of the year would this be if you do get your tickets?
0: Um, so I think the show, let me, I think the shows that I, I tried to shoot for, because I think her residency starts in November. So I think, I think one of the shows that I said was like Christmas Eve. I don't know why, but I was like, sure, I'll drive up to Vegas on Christmas <laughs> Eve. I mean, I'm going to be at home. I was, I'm going to be in Phoenix anyway. So I was like, and then, but I think another one, the other ones I tried to choose from were in January.
1: Okay. Well, all right. I'm happy. I I will I will be happy for you. I I do want to hear how the show is. Um. So you let me know, and I hope you do get tickets.
0: I mean, I hope I do get tickets too. Now Adele better not be charging no Beyonce prices for this residency <laughs>
2: because
0: one, I ain't paying that kind of money to see Beyonce, and. You know, <laughs> And I'm definitely not gonna pay that kind of money to see Adele, but hopefully it's no more than a 100 bucks for a leap. All I need is a cheap seat. I don't I don't need to see because Adele's not gonna be doing theatrics right you know it's, it's just the voice at this point. So give me the voice and I'll be happy anywhere in that damn stadium. <laughs> so with that, let's talk Big brother. Um, where we left off last week was the Amira eviction party. Mm -hmm. and amira was gone and we were we ended that episode with the invitation cross-promotion type hoh competition so where we kind of start with this with this week is right you know kind of right where we were with that um kind of now that we kind of got an idea we We see who the eight participants are. What are your thoughts about the eight that originally participated for during Sunday's episode for the HOH comp?
1: So now I have to remind myself. Sorry. Um, So I know it was Jasmine, Terrence, uh, Nicole... And I can't think of the fourth. You're going to have to refresh my memory. All I will say on that, though, is it didn't initially look good for the leftovers. Like, I mean, I was surprised that Jasmine got it, got the first invitation. But I was like, this is this could go poorly <laughs> for for our crew here. But I can't remember every individual participant. I just know the leftovers didn't make up a large percentage.
0: Yeah. So it was Terrence. Um... And just I will say, she will now be known as Boots Scoots McToots. But <laughs> then, um, so that's what she will now be referred to as. Uh, Monty, Brittany, Daniel, and Joseph, and Nicole, and forever forgetful Alyssa. Um, so yeah, from the odds were not in the leftovers' favors here. Um, but I was a little worried because Nicole kind of came out the gate and i mean it's a the competition was it was one of the same ones from like like they have this type of competition throughout but it was kind of similar to one of those twist competitions from the uh from last year's season where they were sliding something on and it was just one two three four wherever it landed was determined how many points you got so nicole had like what 12 or she had she she came out strong, and it was looking like she was going to win. The HOH would have been like, I don't know if that would have been the worst possible outcome for us, because Taylor would have been safe at that point, but okay. it would have definitely created a, I think uh, a Nicole HOH could have really threatened the Leftovers Alliance in, in whether or not they stayed uh, solid for that week. But ultimately, um, Nicole did not win and Monty was crowned the HOH. How are you feeling around Monty being the HOH?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's good for us because he's part of the leftovers. Um, It wasn't... I didn't expect a lot of action when I found out that he was the HOH. I was like, oh, this is going to go smoothly. The plan is probably to backdoor Nicole. So it was just kind of like, okay, I-, I know exactly what's going to happen. I will say shout out to Boot Scoots McToot because she hopped her way through that HOH competition. So she can compete when she wants to, I guess. So... <laughs>
2: That's the
0: key with her entire personality, is when she wants to. Otherwise, she is happy to bark orders and moan and groan and complain about anything and everything else that somebody is not doing for her. All right, so that's my sidebar. Sorry.
1: It's okay. So how did you feel about Monty? Uh,
0: you, know, you already know I was already feeling like Monty was kind of the weakest link of the Leftovers, so... You know, I, you know, this was a good week to kind of see if he can move out of probation a little bit, um, <laughs> which I will say, I think, as we will probably discuss later on down the line, he's definitely not the weakest link of The Leftovers anymore. He's So,
1: yeah, I'm interested in that when we get there, because by weakest link, it depends on how you're defining weakest link, because it, it sounds like, you know you still have what you have against him is personal and i share that with you because of how he treated taylor so you're either saying that or you're saying like i thought okay go ahead
0: this link strategy wise i thought monty would be the first one to turn on the left of first
1: interesting okay
0: yeah, I I had always in my mind thought Monty would be the first one to turn against the leftovers if given the opportunity.
1: I didn't think that at all, and how things are shaping up, which we'll get to. That's not the case. That's so interesting. You thought that?
0: Yeah, I will. I will admit, I was wrong about my. I, I was wrong with Monty. <laughs> he is definitely solid with the leftovers. Unfortunately, we can't say the same about the actual creator of the leftovers. <laughs> but. <you know. laughs> um. But yeah, so I think with Sunday, it Sunday's episode was low drama. There was no, I think there was a little bit of drama going on around. They were showing little clips of you know who you know trying to figure out why the vote went a certain way because that was still a real blindside for the for the House. Um, but you know, I you know Sunday's episode was kind of a eh, no yeah. real drama, no no nothing earth shattering, and again. You know, when you get to Sunday's episode, for us, we kind of already know pretty much how the week is going to shape up anyway. But, yeah, um, was there – I can't – yeah, I'm trying trying to think overall, though. Was there anything earth-shattering outside of the NOMs, which we can discuss, that took place on Sunday?
1: No. I can't even think of any segments they, they did, so no. Nope, nothing eventful.
0: <laughs> which <Would> you- <laughs> – Which is kind of like, it's like betraying the idea that there was nothing that went down in the house. There was plenty of stuff that I think went down. But I think it just, if we go by the timeline of how the show does things, Sunday episode was, it was just easy peasy. Nothing really going on with that. I think the only thing that I will call out from when we talk about the lead up to the noms was a little bit more more and this is where I, it's, it was a little bit there were always those discussions originally around were you going to backdoor nicole or kind of just um maybe even put the and taylor i was happy a little bit with taylor kind of sticking her ground a little bit and be like look i'm kind of i've been through the ringer here can we go another path a little bit
1: yeah, I agree. I'm glad they in- included Taylor in those discussions, and I totally understood where she was coming from. So yeah, I was happy to see that too, and she felt pressure. She was like, this is relying on me. I'm going to control how this week goes.
0: Yeah. Oh, there was one thing that I do remember from Sunday. And this was, a, this is, but I, it wasn't because of Sunday, the episode itself, but as everyone's trying to figure out who... How the vote went down the way it went down. All the haters, hater nation in that house. They were so, it. they one, were mad because they were like, we were on the wrong side of things. But you know what? They were so mad because Taylor knew about the plan before they did.
1: And you know who brought that up? Bootscootsmatooth. <laughs> yes.
0: The new queen of the hater nation. Well, actually, no. Down the line, we find out that we. It, it comes to realize there's a new queen of the t- Taylor H. Yeah. Uh, station. But yeah, the like, again, y'all are so. Like, that it what. I would be more upset of being on the wrong side of the house. Who cares who on the other side of the house knew? I did not. But mm-hmm. then it's how dare to. Which why hasn't it clicked with them if you're quite, if you're so upset and you're like how dare Taylor know shouldn't that clue you in like where's the c- critical thinking skills here of if Taylor knows that the house was flipping and voting out Amira does that shouldn't that mean Taylor is part of an alliance or part of a group of people that are working together But I just don't think at that point in time, Jasmine and Indy and like they it wasn't clicking for them. Mm
2: -hmm. And that
0: like like that's my like, I, I don't know. For me, I feel like if I were in the house, if something happened and I didn't know about it and there were a small group of us that were like, we didn't know this was happening. The alarm bell should be ringing of I am not on. I, I, I'm not in a big group. I, I I don't have agency here and that and I should be trying to figure out and re-strategize how the hell do I become part of the group but I'm not in the house but you know <laughs> but yeah that's you know again I just think you know and as we'll talk about as the week progresses with you know Nicole and Daniel especially the tailor just living in their heads rent-free just clouds the, their entire judgment altogether
2: Absolutely. Um, <laughs> i'm proud
1: of you so, using the using the new lingo rent-free good job brian i, I do what i
0: can i do what i can <laughs> um so with that you know sunday's episode ends with uh monty putting up indy and Alyssa on the block what were your thoughts around that nomination itself
1: It made sense. He didn't have a lot of options if he truly wanted to get Nicole out. So it wasn't surprising to me. And I think that was the best move. um, So you could reduce the chances of Nicole being able to take herself off. So um, I was happy with it. Uh, I thought the reaction was funny, like uh, what they showed on TV of Indy just being like, I don't like people feeling sorry for me. And Alyssa was just like, I do feel sorry for me. (laughs) So that was pretty funny. And Indy is mad. Like, I don't pay attention to Indy, really. So I don't really much know her relationship with the guys or care, but it appears that she was really betrayed. She felt betrayed by Monty, even though he made it clear, you're not my target. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that just shows for and it, it kind of goes back to earlier, if you were thinking you have this strong relationship, because I think in in from Indy's perspective, she's thinking her and Monty are like solid. Like, why would we're we're working together here. <laughs> so I, I, I go back to if your alleged ally for like if you're thinking if you're thinking someone that you are tight with in the house puts you up even as a pawn alarm bell should be ringing that you are not as close as you think yeah but you know i think i kind of liked i i liked the in india and Alyssa approach and while this really i can't remember on sunday's episode if they were trying to start framing the potential possibility of keeping the noms the same like it i or, don't think
1: so was, i think that was okay, later I can,
0: yeah okay I can't, but i know as we'll, you know we get, get into with some of the conversations i really like that i like the route of if the nom stayed the same getting rid of alyssa um and, but I like that Indy and Alyssa were going up. Again, it kind of protects the leftovers because the, there's you know, no one up right now as a leftover person. So yeah, where we leave off on Sunday's episode, it was around the plan of if the veto is won by anyone in the leftovers to end up backdooring Nicole. So, but, so we get to Wednesday's episode, which is for the veto comp, but... I think before we start talking about Wednesday's episode, I kind of want to go into the strategy that the left are like Michael and Brittany were really like, and I'm going to say more Brittany than anybody. Brittany yeah. spiraled. She does. She spirals, and I feel like like outside of when I originally thought Monty was the weakest link, I always had Brittany as the next person, just because I feel like in a moment of spiraling, she would just spill all the secrets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but which you know, she's a therapist. You know, she's a hypnotherapist, so in some ideas, like as a therapist, you probably wouldn't be spilling people's secrets. But I don't know. I just yeah. get that sense for Brittany that she would just <laughs> spill everything while she's spiraling, trying to figure it out. But, you know, Michael and Brittany are are realizing, hey, we're the only pair in the leftovers that are not insulated. So if we do end up going on the block, and and they're thinking ahead. Obviously, this week with Monty winning, it's not a possibility. But they start to think, you know, down the line, if we start to find ourselves without a pair, without someone to insulate ourselves, we could be split up. And so this is where when we first on our first podcast where i was talking about how even if you're in an an alliance i appreciate gameplay where you're still thinking it like if you can think about your own individual game and how you how can you still try to protect yourself and make some kind of moves to still keep yourself protected while being part of a bigger alliance so i really was appreciating a lot of the a lot of the thinking that Michael and Brittany were having around this and starting to realize that keeping the noms, the same of Indian Alyssa was the best pass path for the leftovers. What were your, what were your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I didn't originally understand that it took a while to click for me. So I was kind of pissed, like, are we really going to keep Alyssa over Nicole? But yeah, once I figured out what was going on, I think that was a great strategy. And initially, um, Kyle was on board with it because he's been trying, unfortunately, we're going to get to this, but (laughs) he's been trying to avoid the showmance. So it, it was it was cool that Michael and Brittany were able to take this to the leftovers and really convince them that this was a good move like monty was on board with this um so i i was fine with it once i understood but i want to tell you this is (laughs) terrence is so much of a non-factor that i completely forgot that he was paired with Joseph and Monty. So also in my head, I was like, wait a minute, Joseph and Monty aren't protected. But then, oh yeah, that's right. Terrence is in their <laughs> group, but I don't think about Terrence. So yeah, it was a, sm- a smart idea.
2: <laughs> so
0: uh, t- <laughs> I just laughed because I think I even said to you, was it Thursday or Wednesday's episode where I was like, Another episode without Terrence, like (laughs) where is this man at? Because it's like he exists somewhere in the house. Like I'm, I'm. You know what? I'm about to be on that Paloma route and be like, are we in a simulation right now? Because (laughs) swear, is Terrence really playing the game? Because is he here?
1: No, (laughs) no.
0: So yeah, um. Um, so yeah, so I yeah, Terrence not um, not knowing not well yes being part of Joseph and uh, Monty and uh, but you know I think as we, I'm lost now because Terrence the mention of Terrence. Threw me off, threw me off. <laughs> yeah, we were just
1: talking about the the plan to keep a Al- and Alyssa and initially I thought Joseph and Monty were not protected but they but they are because Terrence exists. <laughs> um, so yeah, so yeah, we have the plan to keep Alyssa now or to get Alyssa so, out.
0: To get Alyssa out and to have Indy eventually, like the plan was, in they would try to convince Indy to join Michael and Brittany, so then they become insulated and everyone is insulated to protect the leftovers, which would have been a wonderful, masterful plan. And yeah. if that would have happened by when we were talking last, th- when we were talking last time, how I was kind of talking about, I felt like the leftovers had some staying power that would have let i think that would have kept the leftovers intact until they made it to the well uh, to a degree because we also know this Festy Besty twist is going to end at some point Mm -hmm. so i don't think i don't think the Festy Besty twist is going to last until i I think it probably has one more week at best after this um or hopefully maybe it ends this week
1: that's what i um, hope for (laughs)
0: But yeah, so then,, um, but I think with Kyle and when we talk about the plan to get out Alyssa, I think there were people in the leftovers that was like, we need to cut uh, we need to cut Kyle and Alyssa off,
2: mm-hmm. which
0: is a smart like smart move. And as we'll continue to go down as we talk about this week, Kyle start make it starts making some real dumb decisions. And Maya, in my opinion, and just dumps and just as he breaks down and the showmance becomes a full-on thing. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't show the showman like, full-on showmance until Thursday's episode, but pretty much Kyle and Alyssa started making out on, like, Tuesday night, I think it was, where, and so that became a disgusting thing, where, (laughs) you know, he's a 20, like, he... Obviously, he can... He wore himself down. He or Alyssa wore him down, or whatever, or what, but you know, whatever it is. But I don't feel sorry for this man anymore. I was sitting here thinking that this was going to be a fatal attraction situation, <laughs> and he just continues to show that men are stupid. I don't yeah. get it, but he's also a teenager trapped in like a twenty-nine-year-old's body, walking around the really house. I'm so horny. I, I I'm so horny. Or. I got to wear a hoodie because I, I get a little, uh, you know, I get excited.
1: <laughs> These people are awful.
0: <laughs> I Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I am a little upset with Kyle. And so we got, we go into Wednesday's episode and we, and we're t- going with the veto. So the veto comp would have Monty, Joseph and Terrence. Because Monty's the an HOH. Um, and then you had Kyle and Daniel as the other festy besty pair. And then you have Indy and Alyssa.
1: I'm already starting to laugh because,
0: because what Is the he... fuck was well, this? Yeah. Okay.
1: Not only that, we'll get to that, but I just immediately started thinking about how Indy was getting so mad at Alyssa for getting questions wrong. Even though Alyssa wasn't doing that poorly, but like Indy was just like trying just to keep a lid on her disgust for Alyssa. I just, Indy is just too much. Anyhow, that's what made me laugh. But yes, we could talk about well, actual get- <laughs> tragic competition.
0: No, I, I, okay, you know what? We're going to bounce around here because I really do want to talk about that because. As much as we're probably going to get into about how I'm starting to, re- like, I've never really cared for Indy, like, game-wise or even personally, you know, she's uh, just...
1: Kinda- that's not true. Sorry, Brian. Because <laughs> no, 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 no. if I remember, when we first st- started talking about the cast early on, you liked Indy. You thought she was, like, diary room gold. You <laughs> liked her one-liners. So you actually did like okay, this person. Okay. So don't confront. Okay,
0: okay. Okay, you're okay, you called me out. Yes. I did feel like she had some good one-liners. But I will also be but you can't call me out on her me not liking her gameplay or feeling like I didn't because I've always said she was going to be I I said from the beginning Indy would make it to jury, but not because of any of her gameplay, but Indy is just happy to be here. You and uh, so, but yes, but yes, Indy does have some. She did. She does have some good one-liners. Like one thing she said this week: "I wish a bomb would just blow up this house or something like." <laughs> <laughs> or she wants to sage the house to get rid of the negative energy. Like there are some times where Indy just says funny stuff, and that's true. I can appreciate it, but when we go, when, as we'll talk about in the competition. But to your point, I. I think that I think that took a lot of willpower because in the heat of the moment, and it's like your big brother life is on the line, and you're doing your very, you're showing, you know, some very good emotional intelligence and just maturity, which every human being should. But it was just like, you know what, I'm not going to sit here and go off on her because she gave me nothing to go on, and we're not going to clock. So I, you know what, as much as I will dump, we will probably dump on Indy here in a bit. Yeah. I appreciate that. But <laughs> what I don't appreciate was the ridiculous veto competition that was, you know, it's, I don't mind the competition itself. I don't mind the concept of having showing one person something and they have to recall it and share it with someone else. But what the fuck was, I mean, I'm sorry, what the hell was that damn animation, this stupid concept of you took a psychedelic drug and it's now a trippy veto.
1: Really? It was awful. I zoned out. Like, I just, I couldn't do it. And everyone on Twitter was mad, like Tiffany she was adding cbs big brother like you need to stop this right now and like the cartoon wasn't even well constructed and then they're doing the horrible voice acting it was just awful i just think i mean i i appreciate big brother trying to do something different but it just did not work
0: yeah it 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 was a miss for me it was a miss for me as well i and Normally, a lot of times with those competitions, I my, I find myself trying to pay attention and remember yeah. all the details and I was so disgusted with that bizarre animation and voice crap. I was just like I don't even want to pay attention to this. So I couldn't even go along and try to answer the questions or anything to see if i remembered because i was just like the hell if i know if a pink or blue pig elephant whatever <laughs> would, like... <laughs> so yeah this is one and you know i i think i've been very complimentary on some of the competitions throughout the season and so this was just a catastrophic miss for me on this competition overall
1: yeah and i will say because i was seeing this on twitter as well i mean to your point about the competitions, they've been more of a level playing field. So they haven't been all athletic really in it's anyone's game. And so I see that, you know, fans have been appreciative of that, which I can appreciate also. And I will say, and one other thing about that, like we need to get off of this, the big strong guys are going to dominate because as we've seen this season, the the competitions don't cater to them anymore. So I really need the house guests to stop being so afraid of someone because they have muscles, because that's not a factor anymore. And honestly, Monty, Joseph, and Terrence, I mean, he's a non-factor. So Monty and Joseph did terribly this competition. So I do not see, even though Monty won HOH, I don't see these big dudes as comp threats anymore. I mean, Michael is killing all of you.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, but I think in order for people to stop thinking that, this is going to have to be something that evolves over the next few seasons, if Mm. Big Brother has more seasons, (laughs) Um, to where we shift the mindset away from thinking, because you're right, like, this season, it's not really, like, but is that also because production has they're holding back on some of the more physical comps until later like i mean we normally have there's the traditional wall comp or you know where they're holding on to a wall there's a bunch of other endurance comps that are coming up or you know that they normally do that could shift that narrative a little bit but i you know i think for me and i think maybe it's best houseguests should go into the house and just worry about not looking historically of, you know, the, but what's happening right now. Yeah. What's happening right now. And right now you would, like you said, the comps haven't really been geared towards the big muscle men. So I think, you know, shift your mindset a little bit and maybe give yourself a little bit of confidence, but yeah, Michael is, you know, we'll come to, you know, we'll talk about it more, but Michael is killing it. And, I think there was something that I heard on the feeds or something where Michael was saying, kind of laying out how there's some competitions he wasn't even really trying in. Wow. So this was, you know, he was talking like, I kind of just let that, like this wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't need to win this. So like, again, but again, this speaks to Michael's game. He's already won three vetoes right now. And no one, no one is actually talking about him being a, like, Them targeting. Right,
1: that's that's mind boggling. Yeah.
0: Hats off to Michael because that's that's great gameplay. Um, So, as we talk about back to the veto comp there's Kyle and Daniel so I kind of want to go back and I really want to talk about Kyle here and especially around the game that he starts to play you know Kyle is you know arguably the architect of the leftovers you know because he you know when Alyssa blabbed about the old school alliance and kind of that kind of clued Kyle in that I'm on the out here so he started creating this count. you know thinking about it Getting another group together. So, him and Joseph start putting in the work, which ultimately becomes leftovers. And Kyle is now in a situation where, because of his whole complex, complicated feelings for Alyssa, there's an expectation whether or not he's, I can't recall if he explicitly, uh, I know. At, I, if before the veto comp, if he explicitly was like, "I'll use the veto on you, like if I win," but there's this expectation from googly eyes Alyssa, like you have to save me if I if you win the veto, and so what I didn't really think was the best move for Kyle was to actually try. I think Kyle should have thrown this competition if he was firmly with the leftovers, and I get. Kyle wanting to keep Alyssa because that's another number for that's another person in his corner in his game. But, you know, you're Kyle's in a situation where he's while not a floater, he's got connections to everybody in the house. You know, when you think about Nicole and Daniel, they they were very think they were very much thinking that Kyle was on their side. You know, they thought Kyle was on the corner. Everybody else has very good relations with Kyle. So Kyle kind of knew this was going to be the line in the sand for him where he could damage some things. So I just found it interesting during the veto comp. There was never a thought to be like, maybe I should throw it. Because if, if Indy and Alyssa win, great. They'll mm-hmm. take themselves off. It removes me from the concept of having to even think about using a veto and showing my cards a little bit. Um, If Monty, Joseph, or Terrence won, then it would be their decision. It's out of his hands. So I just thought it was a little short-sighted from a game where he was, like, trying to win it. And I get, maybe, you know, but from... it's just And maybe this is also because I see that, you know, I have a little bit of... I'm not in the house and I can't see it, but I just was like, hmm... I would have been, the one having to answer the questions, I would have just, he could have played, he easily could have played stupid, and be like, oh man, I just didn't think, like, I just forgot, like, (laughs) it would be very believable, like, it's not that difficult to play stupid when, anywho, I won't, I'm not going to be too shady, but... (laughs) I thought that could have been an easy play for him, so I was a little, uh, you know, as the competition goes on, we it's him and Daniel end up winning, and now he's really in a bind. Uh, you know, as the episode kind of plays out, you know, as the episode plays out, what did you were you kind of having any thoughts ar- thinking around that?
1: No, I think I gave up paying attention to Kyle when I saw he was giving in to Alyssa. So, but I so I agree with you; it was really short sighted. <laughs>
0: You know, and here's the thing. If Kyle were to be talking, like, on the feeds or something, or in his diary rooms, like, I'm playing Alyssa. Like, this showmance is fake, but I need to keep Alyssa. Like, hats off. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah, Alyssa gonna get her feelings hurt, but, you know, that's the game. But I just, you know, this goes back to, I just hate the idea of showmances. Yeah. If you are going on to big, like, go to Love Island.
2: <laughs> go <laughs> yes. on some
0: show, Bachelor, whatever. But I just don't understand uh, the concept of, I'm going to go in here, I want to try to win $750,000. But I'm going to tether myself to one person in this game because my... um. What's, my hormones are just crazy for one. Like, I can't go without sex for 90 days in the house. Really? Yeah. Get it together.
1: Yeah.
0: But apparently Kyle's mom on Twitter is not happy that he's, <laughs> he's you know, that he's fallen into the Alyssa tribe. Right. Um, so... The episode on Wednesday kind of starts then going into what we had already talked about with Brittany and Michael and how they're now really going into that. So Kyle and and Daniel win the comp, and this is where now the plan, again, with the leftovers, was to keep the knobs the same and for the veto to not be used. But on Monday, prior to the veto ceremony taking place monty has a conversation with nicole and daniel monty trying to convince daniel to not use the veto pretty much saying you know telling the truth in a way i don't have the votes to get taylor out like without actively saying hey i'm working with we were never going to but kind of giving them a lifeline in a way of you know i don't have to vote i don't think i have the votes to get taylor out Um, Daniel and Nicole then take what, like a, instead of taking that and just being like, you know what, fine, we'll take, I'll take, they then, and the blind hatred, or the blind rage, whatever you want to call it, for Taylor and just the single driven mindset of getting Taylor out makes them overthink the situation and overplay their hand here. Like, they were, this was a perfect, I mean, this was perfect for the both of them. They get another week to try to figure out the situation in the house, how to game it, whatever it is, but they overplay it, they overthink it, and the hubris that's involved in how they think they are far superior to everyone convinces them that they need to use, that's their sign to use the veto to take Indy and Alyssa down.
1: Yeah, and,
0: and... Go ahead, what are you... Just, I was what, just gonna
1: say, yeah, they really thought Monty was using some reverse psychology on them. <laughs> and then, um, you know, Daniel runs to Kyle to relay all of this information. And the funny thing about it, Daniel just looks so stupid because he basically... Daniel put two and two together to figure out everybody in the leftovers, except for Kyle. He really believes that Kyle is on his side. So he's like, look, all these people are working together. You know, Monty's trying to trick us. And he's just spilling all all of this knowledge to Kyle to then take back to the leftovers. He just looks so stupid. But he's like... On this adrenaline rush, like, oh god, I love, I love this game, and I've figured it out, and it just, oh, he just looks so bad, both he and Nicole, both.
0: Yeah, and I think, um, I think again, like, there are many things that I want to, I, we can clock Daniel and Nicole on from a game perspective, like, you know, Nicole, were you a really good detective? Because, girl, like. (laughs) But again, I I I will say I've said this a lot, and I'll keep saying it. If you are if you are so hyper focused on one person, I need you to take a step back and just be like, I don't think like you're you you, you they they were just so clouded. I think they would have seen the whole Amira blindside happening if they just weren't so like. I I, I feel like that they're singular. Rage on Taylor just really destroyed that. That's going to be their biggest downfall in this game is just not realizing that. Um, And, you know, to Kyle's credit, like Kyle is given Oscar worthy performance on Monday (laughs) Monday during all of this. Like Daniel's talking to him and he's I mean, again, to keep those two like really thinking he's not a part of this. It's just really good work, like really good work. So, I mean, I think Kyle is weakening his game, but I, you know, I, you know, with this whole Alyssa thing and maybe some, some of the other thing, uh, well, we'll talk about some of the other stuff he's been saying post Thursday, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I just, I can, I can appreciate Kyle's gameplay on Monday when he's, when Daniel's talking to him and just really, really keeping them confused as to where he lies and i think but you know i think the thing that i notice with a lot of conversations sometimes is if you're talking to someone and all you're getting are "Uh uh-huh yeah Mm. that's crazy wow (laughs) well, or you know just more questions coming back to you i think you need to really take a step back and be like am i talking too much yeah. Because I think you re- you'll you realize I'm giving away so much information and I'm not really getting much back in return. And Monday, you know, leading up to the veto ceremony and after the veto ceremony, I felt like that was Daniel and Nicole the entire rest of the time. They were just yapping, 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 yapping. And everybody's just, yeah. And so, you know, speaking of the veto ceremony, we now have, so- let me rewind it a little bit. So, yeah, Daniel goes... To, he talks to Kyle, and then we... Um, and then, so we have the veto ceremony, and Daniel ends up using veto to save Indy and, Indy and Alyssa. So, now, replacement noms are Nicole and Taylor. And Nicole is just absolutely confident that she has this in the bag. Like, it's hers. But, before the veto ceremony nicole brings the girls into a room and i know that they show this on thursday's episode but this took place on like monday where nicole shares her big dark secret (laughs) that she was a cop
1: and not only a cop as you said earlier a detective for like two years
0: two years that's right she was a detective for her last two years Jasmine and the Dr. just all shocked, like
2: a whole like, detective. <laughs> that, was really that, was, <laughs> that was good. That uh,
0: was good. I you might have to do some more Jasmine impersonations here because that was good. <laughs> but you know jasmine was shocked that she was a detective like and but nicole thinks this is like a grand i oh i told them my secret so they can't like we are good like they can't hold this against me and you know there were other parts when she was talking to michael on monday as well where she was i think it was michael where nicole was talking about how you know, she has to be careful about her, and, she, and, you know, she's worried about her family's safety if people find out she was a detective. And I'm like, if you're worried about your family, why are you telling people? Keep it a secret. Like, I just like, it, it, shh, crap ain't adding up for me on how it's a secret and you need to, you want it to stay a secret. Because your family might be impacted. they might People might go after your family. Yet, on the very first episode of Big Brother, you were already talking to everybody about how you were previously a cop and how you weren't going to tell anybody you were a cop. All you had to do from jump was to say, I am a private chef.
2: Mm-hmm. I have been
0: a private chef for the last 10 years. You never had to know. You never had to talk about you being a cop or a detective ever. No one ever would have known that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's like me sitting here saying I previously worked at Kroger 15, 16 years ago or whatever. Not that you know, but it, or, but I want to keep it a secret because Kroger, some people could come after my family from me working at Kroger previously. So I'm just gonna sit here and tell people, oh yeah, I used to work at Kroger, but don't tell anybody because you know I there's people I don't want it. Like, make it make sense.
1: Yeah, it doesn't.
0: So, um yes, yeah, so we get with Wednesday's episode where Um, The end of it is where Nicole and Taylor are now back on the are on the block. Um, And Nicole's absolutely confident that Taylor is going home again this week. So let's talk about anything else we want to talk about from Wednesday.
1: Yes. So Taylor crying. This is the second time she fooled me because I thought she was acting. But she was true. Taylor was truly hurt because as we see, there are cracks in the leftovers. That information didn't get to her. It didn't seem that there there, they were really um, that there was the I don't know. It just seemed like the the info wasn't flowing because she was shocked that she was a replacement nominee. So there's something not adding up. And she was truly upset. And just in the diary room, like, I just have to trust them. Like, I just have to trust my leftovers Alliance, but she was really upset. And then prior to that, the other week, um, when, um, Uh, Turner made his speech about bullying and she was crying. That's because she was really touched. He was standing up for her. But initially I thought Taylor was acting. I thought Taylor was giving these Oscar worthy performances. So that kind of broke my heart a little bit this week to see her kind of so upset going up as a replacement nominee.
0: So I think part of that is just the way it, I don't know when that specific diary room segment was filmed. Okay but i think part of that was because production did the same thing on monday after monty had had the conversation with daniel and uh, nicole they went right into they cut the feeds and went right cuz i think production was like we do not want this to fester so let's get this going so they only really gave it a little bit of time after monty and daniel and nicole talked before the veto ceremony so i think the only time that was in between there was between with daniel and uh kyle talking okay and i think kyle then talked to michael afterwards i may be wrong but there was only a couple of people who really knew what was ultimately going to happen beforehand because production kind of moved quick after that meeting to kind of start the veto ceremony. So that may be why there was that Taylor was having that reaction, just because the information hadn't flowed, flowed through at that point. Because I think the... convert, Because, yeah, up until Monty and Nicole and Daniel having a conversation, everyone was operating under the assumption that the noms were just going to stay the same. Yeah. So I... So I wonder if that may have played a part into why Taylor was feeling that. But I I truly don't think at this point that was really anything around anyone from The Leftovers was hiding anything. I think it was just the timing of how Monty, Daniel, and Nicole had the conversation and when the veto ceremony took place.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Um, Real quick, too, I think we should stay on Taylor. I don't know if you had this on your list, but um, Taylor shook it off. And then she put on her bathing suit, put on those heels, did that bad bee walk through the house, through the backyard, and everyone was shook. So I'll let you take it because I know you had some things to say about it.
0: Oh, you know, those crusty ass haters were. Oh, and it was shown because Daniel was pissed. They were all piss. Nicole then was talking about how Taylor was flaunting her private parts They were hot. But Taylor, you she worked it. She owned it. I was it, it gave me every ounce of life that I could possibly have just watching that. Just Strutted into that backyard with the oh my gosh, yes,
1: yeah. I, and Daniel, like, who does she think she is? And that's and that's really the label Taylor has gotten in this whole game. Uh-huh. Who does she think she is? Like, you cannot take this confident, darker skinned black woman in this house, it just it's eating you up. And it's so lovely to watch.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a, it's it's like, how does she have the audacity to do this? And I'm like, do you see her? Look at that. That's that's everything, and I mean the bathing suit itself is just one gorgeous suit. Ba- I'm watching. I'm looking at the GIF right now, a GIF or GIF, however you hell you pronounce it, and I'm like that. Just, I mean, she got the little coat or whatever it is, just hanging off the arm. I mean, Taylor was working it, and I loved it. But yeah, they all were shook. Like, how dare she? What the audacity of it? And again, it's the look of just so unbothered Mm -hmm. that she, like, while privately she may be feeling immense emotions around what is happening, but publicly to still go out there. And give off the air of I am unbothered. This, who are you, like Taylor? I, I love Taylor, and you know we're gonna. I I love Taylor. Now, I there are still things that I you know want to say. Just gameplay wise, I need Mm -hmm. her to start winning some stuff. Like I'm, I'm saying that again. Like I love you, Taylor. I'm, I'm rooting for you. I want you to win, but you've got to start winning some stuff. But yeah, no, that whole her walking out into the backyard, loved it. Yeah. All right, so with that, we move to Thursday's episode, and I'm just pulling up my little notes from Thursday. But what did you think about the overall pace of the episode and everything? Because I think I think I had a little bit of anxiousness around it because I didn't watch it lot like. On the East, from the East Coast airing. So Mm -hmm. I already always get anxious when I'm watching Thursday eviction episodes, knowing all this shit. It's like FOMO. I know all this stuff is going on on Twitter. I want to read what happened, people's reactions. I want to talk to you about it, but I'm like, oh crap. I'm in like blackout radio silent mode of (laughs) doing nothing for like a good three hour period, waiting for it on my, you know, here in Phoenix to air. But Mm -hmm. I was kind of a little nervous going into Thursday's episode because I didn't get an opportunity to kind of watch the feeds at all on Thursday beforehand. So I really wasn't like because a lot of times, like with Amira's eviction, I had Thursday to watch the feeds to kind of feel confident. Blind still happening. It's good. So I was kind of going into the dark on Thursday and there was a little part of me that was like, is there something Nicole and Daniel could do to flip this?
1: Yeah, I was
2: nervous.
1: I I was nervous a little bit too, only because of Kyle. Like, I was just like, is Kyle going to flip? That was my only concern. And um, I don't know if I had too much of a basis for it because I think I was tuning into the feeds or on Twitter, but just something in me was like, Kyle might flip. I don't know. I'm scared. So I did. I was a little nervous, but I will say the leftovers did a good job again of having conversations right before the elimination, trying to see if they could get a unanimous vote. Like they wanted people. And I, I remember, I think there was a discussion with Boot Scoot. I'm just going to call her that since he told me I had to. Uh, there was a conversation with her um, about flipping over. And so the leftovers put in the work again. But yeah, part of me was a little bit nervous about Kyle. Yeah.
0: So, come to find out, though, there uh, there was no blindside. Nicole 100% absolutely knew Mm. um, that she was going to be evicted. And uh, I think that realization came late Wednesday night going into Thursday. And so, and I don't know if you had noticed just in general, kind of like she just, yeah, I mean she it was just a look that it, i i got the feeling that she absolutely like just watching her sitting in the seat and everything it was kind of like she knew and also comes to find out apparently during some of um well let, let me get i'll come back to that but yeah but i think the house knew and i think it was the last minute additions of Terrence. well terrence and jasmine were kind of leaning towards definitely voting, getting Nicole out, but Indy apparently was pulled out. Like, yeah. and you know, we'll, we may just have to talk about this now, but Indy was like adamant about Taylor getting voted out. And Indy was making comments around like, if, if that girl stays here, she's going to get me out and all, like just tear it into Taylor. But I think this leads into a larger conversation around, the hate that Indy... like I, I didn't realize Indy had hated Taylor so much. Like I knew there were comments made early, like earlier weeks, where I think Indy had called Taylor a bitch or something. Yeah, like. and I
1: want to throw the soup in her face. Yeah,
0: yeah, and 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 you know, so but I I didn't think it can conti- I didn't think it was still continuing just because I hadn't really seen a lot of, and maybe it was because I was always so hyper focused on what Daniel and Nicole were saying that, and then just in general Jasmine's overall. You know, although Jasmine seems to have, call, oh, damn, I didn't call her Boots, Scoots, Matooks for it, but, <laughs> um, but I think, but yeah, so kind of walk me through the hate that Indy has for Taylor.
1: I mean, I just really, I mean, it's always been there, but it's just this weird dynamic in the house where it's like an evil spirit that jumps from person to person, like one week the one designated person or two people just take on the Taylor hate. So it's like one time at one point it's Jasmine who's being super disgusting. Oh, now it's Daniel. And now it's Daniel and Nicole. And then over the past few days, it's just been Indy, like just really disgusting calling her out of her name. Like she was like, and she might not be, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel at this point about Taylor's chances to win the game until she starts winning some HOHs. And that's a whole other discussion, but um Indy's like, this bee is gonna win the game if you if we don't get her out. Like she just and all of this hatred, it just has no explanation. But Indy has been afflicted over the past few days with this evil spirit, and I was just like, I don't like her. I want I want all these people gone, but it's just like. Indie just has just become so disgusting to me. So, yeah, that's what I have to say about it.
0: You know, I, yeah, I think it's just. (laughs) I wonder if there's like, maybe it's, maybe it's just all that residual negative juju just of 24 seasons in that sound stage or plus all the celebrity season like it, the BB OTT over the top season or whatever just, maybe it's just residual negative energy and maybe Indy was onto something that she needed to sage the house to get rid of the yeah. negative
1: she needs to sage herself she needs to put it in a circle around herself because the negativity is coming from her and I honestly I want to say one other thing about Indy I want ask you a question does anyone care when indy speaks because (laughs) indy will be sitting there having an intense conversation with people like you need to do this like i believe she was telling nicole like you need to go around the house and have these conversations and make sure you have your votes and people are just looking at her like okay like you said just saying okay mm -hmm, yeah and i'm like does anyone even care when you speak indy like no one really cares about your strategy because you have none to me she's just like wall paint she's just there like terrence but she but she's nastier even though terrence is nasty too but right now indy is nastier Ugh, i do not like her sorry my rant is.
0: (laughs) i think that's what we call a read in this arena like you let it out erica let it out <laughs> but I think you're right about something that no one pays attention to Indy. No one, no one take. I don't think anyone really takes her seriously from a gameplay perspective. I don't think she takes herself seriously. Yeah. Like the girl was talking about something. She was like, next this time next year, like I guess in Brazil, there's the carnival see like the big celebration. Um don't come for me if I'm like misactive. But it was like, but Indy was talking like Oh, this time next year, because I've been on Big Brother, I'm gonna be at the car. Like I'm gonna be this. Ce- like it was like, girl, you're just here for celebrity,
1: right? Yeah. But again, uh,
0: I, I know you didn't watch Big Brother 16, but Indy is Victoria reincarnate in the Big Brother house. <laughs> happy to be here. Just give you know, let me wear my cute shit and just and just be happy that I'm here. But. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe Indy needs to sage herself and just cl- cl- cleanse out the cleanse out the energy. But you know, again, I, it's 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 disappointing. It's frustrating around everything around. It's just, and, but I think you're on. I think the whole the affliction that you were talking about it always boils back to Paloma and how Paloma was able to really just infect everyone yeah. with this negative perception of Taylor that just, you know, worked its way through the entire house. And I think there's just still a segment of the house that is letting that affliction run and just run and just stay there. And just until that entire side of the house is gone, it is going to stay in the house. Um, You know, I just hope, for the most part, it sticks to those that remain. Jasmine, like... Yeah, I I feel like I feel like it's getting better, but you're right. I, but I think it all boils back down to Paloma, and Paloma was that initial infecting agent that just got <laughs> everyone sick.
2: Yes. <sighs>
0: so with that, the vote to evict came down to. Um, well, before we hold on, before we get that, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about Taylor's speech.
1: Yeah, you go first on
0: that. Well, okay, I'll go first on that because I knew that that was coming because she had been talking on the feeds and rehearsing a little bit about what she was going to say, um, especially with you know the fact that Rihanna is a big BB Super fan, so throwing in the line of "you look so dumb right now," you know. So Rihanna, if you were watching, you know, I hope you heard it and you felt you know a little something. But put out a new put out a new album too, just saying. <laughs> It's not gonna happen um it was iconic it it was like it was one of those bb speeches you always want people to give just lay it all out there i think what i ends up disappointing me a little bit is that apparently taylor had kind of clued in nicole that she was going to say some of this and you know again i think that speaks more to taylor's character you know take care, and, and maybe that speaks to maybe they were starting to clear the air a little bit, I don't know, but you know, from an entertainment perspective I would have still loved it to have been just raw, like no one knew this was coming except for maybe a couple of people, and just to see the actual reaction, but, yeah, but yeah, Nicole, when Taylor was giving that speech, she was just smiling, it was like she, was, she was just smiling and nodding, like mm-hmm, I know this is coming, so I hear I have to take it. And I, so that kind of took a little bit out from me where I was. But again, Taylor, say your thing, do your thing. I was happy with that. But, you know, the vote ended up being nine to one um, with Daniel being the sole vote to keep Nicole expected. But Nicole got evicted from a big brother house. Um, did you have any what, anything else on around Taylor's speech or just the vote in general?
1: Yeah, I liked Taylor's speech. I thought it was funny. Um, I agree with you because she and Nicole were holding hands off and on. And, and it so it didn't it didn't have that sting I wanted to, even though Nicole did look dumb sitting there too, like trying to laugh it off. There was still some embar- embarrassment that was able to leak through, which I appreciated. What I didn't appreciate was Kyle's reaction. I don't know if you caught that. Like Kyle makes face like, ouch, like this is too much. And, and then I started to panic because I'm like, oh God, is this going to be yet another thing that they're going to hold against Taylor? Now, right now I haven't seen anything on the feeds where they're like, Taylor, that was too much. So I'm happy, but that still, I felt that fear in that moment. Um, But then also seeing Daniel just look (laughs) so upset was glorious. But I was scared about that part.
0: Yeah, I I did remember Kyle's reaction, but I don't think taylor and kyle had had any conversations around what she was gonna say because i think taylor was mainly working with like turner which he's also just kind of fought well actually he's he's making a glorious savage return but he he doesn't really he hasn't really get had much play on the episodes at all recently a lot but uh I i if i'm not mistaken taylor was talking with turner kind of rehearsing a little bit of what to say or whatnot so i i just i think that shock was maybe a little bit of just taylor and kyle hadn't really talked about what she was going to say but i think everybody else was kind of clued in a little bit around how she was gonna like i know i thought taylor and monty had also had some conversations around it so i think that that may have been it but um, i mean as we'll talk as we talk get into the spoilers a little bit who knows that this, this may be a thing with Kyle that he might start to look into. Um, And then Daniel, the only thing I was like, and since this all had, since this all took, it's not really spoilers because it all happened on Thursday prior to the eviction. But apparently Daniel was just a terror in the house on Thursday. Mm. Um, Just going around, like just, he, I get there was one time where he people were somewhere and he was just like Monty and Michael are gonna win this thing and just like just being a little child you know just throwing a temper tantrum you know and you know but so apparently that there was something going on like I said I didn't watch much of the feeds or anything on Thursday to get um but after the eviction Daniel was like oh this season is in this season already or something and I'm like <laughs> yes. I was like, you know, this is how most of us generally always feel during a Big Brother season. So welcome to the club.
1: <laughs> it was so awesome to see him spiral.
0: Yeah, and then like y'all can't cut the check seven ways or something like that. Just,
2: <laughs> just
0: bitter, just bitter and hateful. Like just hateful. I and so I started watching the feed when the feeds came back on. Uh, after the episode i was kind of watching the feeds a little bit that night and daniel was just isolating himself like people were in the kitchen in the dining room in, in dining room just eating talking and daniel was just all on his own little island he it was i hate to say this it was kind of sad just seeing someone so just isolated and yeah. I, I say this I say that and not that I feel sorry. I'm not saying I feel sorry for him, but it's just sad. Like you're just this pitiful little thing, which rightfully deserved.
1: And this is what you did to Taylor because Taylor isolated herself for so long in this house because of how you treated her. So get your taste of karma. This is what Taylor felt like you're feeling it now. So I don't care. And why? Let me just keep reading. Why does he wear that jacket all the time? It's not that cold in the house. What's with the green jacket? I don't
0: know. Um, I'll put in a request to see if production will answer that question for us, but I feel like you had to get that off your chest
1: because. Yes, I'm tired of seeing it. It makes no sense. I'm just tired, you know, from the hair. The hair, the blonde hair, and the green jacket—like it's just—it's not working. It's not working for me. <laughs> you're a little unhinged
0: right now, and I love it. <laughs> oh gosh, I oh man, I'm like sweating. I'm hot. I'm laughing. I'm sweating right now. <laughs> that was just too funny. But you're right. Like I, I. I should not feel sad for him. I, and I, it's just sad to see someone, but I, I, I get it. I'm not like I'm not saying, but he I think he's doing it to himself. And that's ultimately the point I want to make is that he's isolating himself. He's going out of it, the way I took it as he's going out of his way to not in, involve himself with everyone else in the house and just, you know, the way he was moping around. So this is... He's just it, he comes across as completely emotionally emotional um, and just insecure and just childish. Yeah like I you know I get your closest friend ally is gone. Mope around a little bit, but still be involved like, I don't know it's just I, I, it, to me it seems like this is he's taking the game more personal. Which clearly, I think, but it's just, you know, but yeah. No, I don't, he gets what he deserves. But it's just sad to see someone and I just isolate themselves like that. But to point out, he's doing it to himself. It's not the rest of the house isolating him like they were doing with Taylor.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. So with that, Julie kind of interviews Nicole a little bit. And, you know, Julie, you know what, I have no, I, I have no more desire for Julie Chen Moonvez anymore. I don't know if in her extended interview if she kinda lays it in a little bit with Nicole. Or, but I just this is like just Yon production, Yon knew Nicole was gonna get evicted. This was still an opportunity to be like, look, let's roll a little tape here as far as some of your biggest quotes of what you said just walk but i you know when we talk about it, in her exit interview with nicole i thought it was very just softballish, and you know but you know maybe that's julie chin's like i just think it's i don't know i just i would like a more active post who's actually getting into the nitty-gritty of the game in a little way than what julie has been doing this season
1: I agree. I was disappointed. I mean, people like people on Twitter were like, well, yeah, you have to wait for the extended interview. But yeah, I agree. I think it's time for a new host. Yeah.
0: But speaking of other, inter- you know, speaking of interviews and everything else, when it comes to, like, some of the exit interviews that she had been doing with some of the, some, you know, some journalists and some other of the podcasters who have access to doing some, they were, like, laying into... Um, into nicole and i'm not saying laying into like they were like in a bad way but they were really not letting her like off the hook and they were really giving her like specific instances this is what you said what did you like you talked about you playing an honorable or you know whatever type of game you thought you were playing but here's what you said really doesn't show that and so they were really just laying into her and i think one that um that uh, Chada from last season was yeah. interviewing her, and this is one of those questions that I, when I worked in the call, in my call center days, when I would be and when I was dealing with uh you know people calling in claiming fraud on their accounts or whatever, and it clearly was it, and so one of my questions that I would always start with was, "Can you help me understand?" And it's usually because I know what you like. I know the bullshit here and I'm not falling for it. So, you know, for me, that was always one of my favorite lines and when Chada hair with the, can you help me understand? Like, you know, you fucked that.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: I you agree. know, you messed. you know, you messed up at this point. So, you know, I think I got the sense and people may disagree with me. You know, I think a lot of people are still jumping on Nicole and, you know, I got the sense that Nicole recognized, she messed up
2: mm-hmm.
0: and some of her answers may have been she may have been, you know a lot of it was like i have to really look back and really like see some things. so i'm going to take a step back like nicole's out of the game she's a non-factor at this point anymore i hope she, you know eventually she'll you know at the end of the season i would love for her to be like you know really apologize to taylor in a way and you know whatever that works out but i hope nicole takes really and learns and you know we're we're, we're all human we're all human but i i got the sense that i felt like she recognized it was like oh okay this yeah i so it wasn't, I don't feel like I got the sense she was pulling like a Paloma or a pooch where it was, I'm going to double down and just say, y'all didn't see all of this. They, like you didn't get the whole story. I really felt like just from hearing her, it was like, yeah, I recognize I took things way too far. I need to take a look at all of this and really come back. So I hope she does come back with something like, you know, recognizing she messed up and really wholeheartedly apologizes.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I thought I'm happy those interviewers held her accountable. She did seem, but well, yeah, she did seem, I mean, I hope it's genuine that she's sorry. But yeah, I agree with you. I think she was more genuine than Amira and her exit interviews i mean amira said yeah i contributed to some of the bullying but i thought nicole i mean she thank goodness the interviewers brought up the praying that taylor was praying for you when you were going off on her going off about her to daniel and so nicole had to sit with that and she had to say yeah my behavior was not great in that moment so i'm very i'm very happy about that so like yeah like you said we'll wait and see what else happens um I can't wait till Daniel leaves the house and see because he had all that tough talk about, well, when they start interviewing me about the way I treated Taylor, I'm going to tell them how bad of a person she is. So let's see if he keeps that energy. Um, Nicole didn't. So (laughs) we'll see what happens to Daniel. But, yeah, I agree with you.
0: Ooh, you know what? When it comes to Daniel, I kind of wanted him to not make it to jury. Because I wanted him to get his come up and like when he gets yeah. out there, like I want, but I kind of now want him in jury, and I want him to continue to fester and fester
2: around,
0: because. <laughs> He was already talking about he only got $400 in his checking account and he broke it. He ain't got no job to come back to. So he really wants to make it to jury because that's his only way he going to get some money, apparently. Get out this house and realize, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. You might still find some job as an Elvis impersonator. I don't know. But let me tell you, you, you ain't going to find peace. In the, in the big brother streets You the fandom is not gonna let you get an ounce of peace
1: as long as he's not festering in that jury house with Taylor that's the only thing I care about because that's dangerous for Taylor true story true story,
0: yeah. true story. Yeah. But no, I want him to fester, but Taylor still be in the game. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, <laughs> still be, But yeah, Daniel, you will not get no peace. so you better soak up and save all that jury money you got, because you might not have a job for a while. Um. So, with that, I kind of want to go into a little segment called Muffin Gate. Alright, so let's talk about Muffin Gate for a hot second here, because I think Muffin Gate is just It's one of those fun, silly Big Brother stories that just... It's not game-related. It's just stupid, silly, just fun. So, Nicole and... uh, I mean, Boots, Scoots, McToots, and Turner were on slop the last week. And... She was not happy about being on slop. But Nicole was trying to be nice and made some muffins for her and Turner. Well... So, she has a muffin that's laying out and... Half the muffin gets eaten. And she's not happy about this. So, she starts interrogating people. She first kind of confronted Monty and Joseph, like, who ate my muffin? Like, half of my muffin is gone. Like, literally, like, trying to investigate here around who ate half of this muffin. Like, it's half eaten. Who would do that? So then, you know, she's running around. They're like, "Uh, I got a i got nothing to do with this like why would i eat your muffin kind of nonsense well then you know boots starts walking around. you know walk and i say walking around because production got rid of her scooter at this point like her (laughs) scooter's gone so now all she can do is kind of hobble with her cane and and in her boot um so you know she's going to everyone else now like who ate my muffin Like, really going through the house, investigating who ate her muffin. Like, there's even scenes where I think they have her looking under the couch and stuff. Like, it it gets ridiculous. I get it. I understand it. But you didn't make this food. You didn't even buy this food. So why you pressed about this food? Production could have just given you more food. But, so I continue. I digress a little bit (laughs) around muffin Gate. So, we, you know, come to find out it's Turner that ate the muffin. And Turner kind of just, you know, being a little, he, you know, meanwhile, you know, and Jasmine's going to production at this as well in the diary room. Like, tell me who, you know, tell me who ate the muffin. Like, really trying to get production to just be like, (laughs) so, Turner now in what I'm assuming is his villain era, it's <laughs> like I'm just gonna mess with Jasmine even further. So he continues to take Muffin Gate to new levels. Um, I think there was something like he put water on the muffin, or uh, there, there, yes. There, let me jump other- in.
1: Okay. Yeah, because that's what I saw last night. I don't know exactly when this happened, but I saw footage of Turner pouring water in the muffin bag. And looking at the cameras, giving it the thumbs up. And I loved every minute of it. And here's why. Let me give you a couple reasons. One, I mean, I don't like boot scoots, so forget her. Like, If this was happening to Taylor, I probably would feel a certain way because of the way they've treated her. But forget, forget her. One. And number two, she made a really bad comment. I mean, these are kind of the comments that are on Twitter anyway. But I saw footage of Jasmine saying... Let me just put this I'll just put it gently She was talking about Turner's hygiene And um, Connecting that to him Touching her muffins So if that got back to Turner I'm not mad that he was like Oh you're saying I don't shower So here's some water on your muffins And I was like I respect it I respect it
0: <laughs> Yeah I, I- Look, you got to keep yourself entertained in a Big Brother house somehow. So if that means you have to go into your villain era and yeah. mess around because of some muffins, then I'm kind of here for the pettiness.
1: <laughs> I agree. And these are the segments that I miss on Big Brother. Yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, I like you said, you can feel bad for Jasmine because nobody wants to eat, wants their food to be eaten, but it's really not super-duper malicious in terms of, like, compare that to what's been happening to Taylor. Like, this is just, like, petty, like you said, light, not, like, nonsense or whatever. It's It makes for a good segment that that we were used to on Old Big Brother, so I'm here for it. Now, I think hopefully it'll end after the water. I don't think it needs to go any further, but I'm not mad at it
0: yeah i mean let's hope this doesn't escalate to something else so for sure <laughs> but i just think it's like seeing like some of the clips where turner's fa- like he's just laughing at the camera like he look at what i'm doing like he's just like yeah i'm entering my villain era at this point
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so with that let's talk about winners and losers of the week who, let's, you know, let's change it up. Last week I was asking you who, who was your loser of the week. Let's change it up to start out with. Who is your winner of the week?
1: This might surprise you. It's Brittany for me. Because, I mean, in the course of our conversation and the TV edit, it really seems like, it, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, she drove the conversation around getting Alyssa out. And that changed the trajectory. Yes, we're going to keep the noms the same now because of the way she got the ball rolling It ultimately led to Daniel and Nicole playing too hard. And therefore Daniel sending his number one ally out, which was glorious. So I'm going to go ahead and credit that to Brittany getting the ball rolling on switching the narrative. So she's a surprising winner for me this week.
0: That is surprising indeed. Um, I yeah, okay. I, I can see that. I I I will allow it. You know, while I think the moment started in a spiral because she I think it would <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. So I, I, I can I will allow that. Um I will say for me my winner of the week is Monty. Hmm. And I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you a little bit why. Because I think Going in and backdooring Nicole would have been really de- could have been detrimental to his game, but I think and I while this may not have been Monty's necessary intent, but the conversation that he had with Daniel and Nicole kind of shifted things to where it gave him a little bit of you know deniability around I didn't want this to happen, but I tried telling them. And afterwards, Monty was still putting in a little bit of work to kind of convey that. Like when, after the veto ceremony, he had been talking to Boots. I don't know it's going to take me a minute to get used to that. Uh, Talking to Boots. And Boots was kind of just over the whole of it. I'm just over it. I just want to get off the swamp so I can have some chicken wings. But the whole conversation, like she was in... You know, so I think Monty came away from the week a little bit unscathed from getting out from taking out Nicole, especially in the uh, from the other side of the house. You know, so I don't really see Indy, Alyssa, or anybody really coming after Mont like saying we have to go after Monty. I think that's coming from within his own alliance a little bit, but from the other side of the house, I'm kind of like. That could have been bad for him if, you know, thinking about HOHs and if, you know, that next week, if it would have gone to the other house, I don't think the other side of the house would have gone after him at that point. I think so. I, you know, so Monty for me is a winner um, this week. And um, I am also going to say Taylor. Now this may be, because there may be a little bit, but I think going into the next, I think I think Taylor is going to have, again, we talked about her gameplay, at least, you know, from she needs to win some competitions. But Taylor, at this point, is kind of well insulated.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think she had, like, she has a final, she, her, Michael, and Brittany kind of solidified a final three this week. Um, mm-hmm. So she has a little bit of insulation there. Taylor is really working, like, has a really good relationship with Joseph. So, you know, I don't think there's anything that would, Joe. I mean, Joseph isn't going to probably target her at some point. And I think, as we'll, you know, probably discuss a little bit in this, some of the, you know, spoilers, I think as people start to think who targets are, it's no longer Taylor being a target. So I think short term, Taylor is very insulated from a little bit. Now, is this all by her design? I'm not going to give her all that kind of credit, No. Right. But right. I just think from when I think about just for the next few weeks, I think the heat is off of Taylor for a lot, for a while. And also choosing Indy and um, Alyssa as her new festi besties for as long as that twist goes on. We all know Kyle is not going to put up Indy or Alyssa, you know, Alyssa for eviction. So that insulates Taylor from that you know I think as well. So I think Taylor just really set, I I think she set up for the next couple of weeks. Um so you know yeah I'll say yeah. she's her, her and Monty were my winners for the week. But as far as losers go, who's a loser for you?
1: I had to think about it for a minute. Um obviously, well not obviously, but it was between Daniel and Nicole for me, but I went ahead and gave it to Daniel because you you orchestrated the elimination of your best friend and number one ally in the game uh, so i mean you just you really lost this week <laughs> so i'm i have to give it to daniel
0: you took all the words right out of my mouth like daniel <laughs> was my ultimate loser for the week as well so for all the <laughs> same reasons, like you've got your bestie eliminated in this house you did It's all on you
2: babies. So, you're a loser.